A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie. Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to a very somber episode 52 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast as we look back on Tip's exit from the All-Ireland Hurling Championship to Waterford last weekend and have a look for- forward to the Divisional and County Championships that will be starting in earnest. Uh, joined once again by Inda Tracy from Tumi Vera, Sean Smith from Perla Sarsfields. How are you doing, Lance? Good, Mike. Good, Mike. So, lads, uh, we got the bullet at the weekend, um, unceremoniously dumped, I suppose, is the, the phrase, Love Island phrase. <laughs> In the, uh, I suppose, look, if we, if, we, if we go, last week we, were, we, we chatted about the team and we were guessing at one change. There was one change, but I don't think it took us all by surprise. Uh, Paddy Cadell came in for Seamus Kindy. Um, 
Cadell did very well, in my opinion, at the weekend. Both had Kendi done anything seriously wrong to merit being dropped? No, it was a, it was a surprise. I thought if there was going to be any changes, it'd be in the forward division. I was mad to get Niall O'Mara in. But uh, Cadell, I was delighted he was starting. A big fan of Cadell's, and he hurled right well. Um, I, I thought I'd be midfield, not halfback. Um, Kennedy, it's it's harsh enough. Um, in the other games, he was grand, like he didn't do anything out. out. Like, if you're comparing him to Brendan, maybe Barry Heffernan, was he worse than the two of them? Probably, no, probably wasn't. So it was a bit of a surprise. Maybe they were just look, looking for his energy off the bench. Maybe that was what was in their thinking, but uh, it was harsh enough, right? I'd have been starting anyway. Yeah, Sean, uh, we, we've always said that Sheedy is, is loyal. Um, do you think he made a change for the sake of making a change as opposed to needing to make it, in his own head, needing to make a change? Yeah, it's kind of... I got the message and goes, can I start? I was like, oh, I presume that was, as Andy was saying there, last in the party, I presume it would have been kind of maybe no one out, but when Kennedy is kind of out, kind of like, mm, was a change we needed? Like, to be fair, Kelly did nothing wrong, had a good game, to be fair, honest, one for the future, but um, you kind of say, like, it was kind of a, he just did, as you said, for the sake of it, but then he gave others a chance, and he's given them loads of chances now at this stage, to be honest. Yeah. So um, in the, in the, the ball was was obviously thrown in and Waterford seemed to blitz us probably from the start. They, they were five points to one up after a couple of minutes and probably missed a couple of goal chances as well. Did, were we still in the dressing room or not ready for the start or was the, the couple of weeks in Waterford's legs where they, where they meant to get going? Waterford just went through their game. Um, I think we would have been in the build-up to the game. The players would have been told, look, get stuck in early and try try and stifle the way they hurl, like we were talking about, maybe using the template Claire used in the Monster ma- Monster Championship match, just to get stuck in and stop them building up that head of steam at midfield, but it didn't seem to register with a lot of lads, and they, were, they really blitzed us early, and to be honest, that's what the way it went for the whole game, they kind of had the run of the place, it was really loose, and it really suited Waterford, like, just too many athletes on the team for us. Um, three goals, yeah, they could have had a good few in the first half, couldn't they? Um, yeah. But once we kind of seemed to settle down a bit once Callan got the goal there. Mm-hmm. And we looked like we were going to get a few more after the second one as well. They were looking a bit dodgy at the back. Yeah. But they settled down a good bit. Pronti kind of got got the grips of things and settled down. Yeah, Sean, that tip, tip had a good response. They, they got a the couple of goals. And then I think it was 2-1 to six points there at one stage. And then we started to, to tip over the points. And it was, I don't know, was it 2-5 to six or something? We, we really come back into it. And that second goal, Pronti made a mistake, he slipped. and But that seemed to be his wake-up call because after that, I think Brunty was probably very near to being the best man on the field, although I would have ho- hoped he would have been refereed probably a little bit um, stronger. I thought he was all over Callanan for, for a lot of the game. But, but what did you make of it? Yeah, he was exceptional. Like that, like in fairness, two goals we got were kind of completely against running the game. Um he did manhandle Cannon and Busher. We'll talk about refereeing decision that later on. Now, since Clare game, we're kind of no one's seen that really. Um, but Dish kind of at halftime going in, we went in at halftime. I was like, we're blessed here. That's so I was like, and understand this saying we have a chance here. Got a few breaks, got scores, Waterford all over. Like, you know, it was and then coming out in the second half, that's when it all went to shit, you could say. Yeah. And we did we see maybe a little change in tactic in the way we played um, 
at the, we, we probably got a lot of grief for, for hitting long ball and playing and hold Tipperary values. And we seemed to go a little bit shorter, um, especially in the first half. Um, and that led to a turnover there around our own 65. That was a goal, I think, for Bennett. Um, where we were playing, there was probably four tip lads across the 65. We played it across it, got turned over. It was a, it, it's probably something that was a little bit alien to us. And we seemed jittery, with, in my opinion, we seemed jittery. And, and guys that would normally so solid on the ball were, it was falling out of their hand, their touch was poor. Would you have thought that was, did you see that? Definitely, definitely. Victims in the second half of just hitting long ball into Limerick and they're mopping things up. So I think management were a bit conscious of it. I think it's kind of a, it was kind of a mid-season thing where they were trying to implement it and just didn't look look, look fluid. The players didn't look confident in doing it. Particularly Breen there, he had a few balls there where he was just drilling them at lads' feet and just balls not going to hand. And even when we got up to midfield and we had the chance to just take a tackle and go through the lines and pop off a hand pass, we were kind of standing back and going backwards looking for a diagonal pass. And it was just messy looking. It didn't look like we knew exactly what we were doing. And just in terms of game plan, it was night and day between what Waterford were doing and what we were doing. They were just, the execution was way better. Yeah, well, I suppose Sean Waterford definitely looked like they were more at home with the game. And probably a game plan that has that was probably first put in place by Derek McGrath, much maligned Derek McGrath, but certainly that has evolved over the over the couple of years. And they certainly seem more comfortable with that short pass and running game, don't they? Yeah, we seem to turn turn away from tackling, kind of reverse back, find a man behind instead of kind of break tackling going forward. Um, sloppy play then gave off for turnovers. Like, you know, we gave him gift him some scores there, but like kind of I don't like when lads going forward and then he hits the lagging ball. And who hit the one point it was under the main stand there across the power. It wasn't kind of went to no one, like it just mm. across the line, there's a few of them issues, but like Warford had their game plan and we were always chasing. There's no doubt with that in the first half, sure. Yeah, um, and I was sitting in the upper tier of the south stand, so right underneath me were were Barry Heffernan and uh, Michael Breen, and both seemed to be all at sea. They weren't. Breen certainly wasn't tracking back like he had done the week before. Barry did just didn't seem to be hurling like he had been all year, and had two then I suppose long range glaring misses when he was all on his own. Um, I, I, I was actually, I think, I think I probably put it into the group. I don't know how Barry will see half time, but he made it half time, but didn't come back out. But um, Sheedy again, was he a little bit slow to to make changes? And uh, Sean, you were actually there, I think, behind the behind the dugout, like so. Heffernan was right in front of you, like he just wasn't going well. Sure, he wasn't. Sheedy was roaring out like Barry, there's our man, Barry, go back, and then bro, everyone kind of in our ears like. What is Barry at? Like he wasn't just he wasn't either picking up man or playing the position correctly, no. Wasn't even playing the space then because he said he got loose balls in the score. And then I think they could go across to Mark's man then, or was it Alan Flynn? He just she just said, You mark him and you mark him. And then just for half time down the tunnel, we were like, he's not coming out like that was right. Like, but it just he didn't he seemed to see to be honest, where he's kind of playing again. Waterford targeted him and pulled him out and like I'd rather see Barry in the cornerback. He's been great there all season. He said like our back line was kind of nailed down all along, wasn't it? Yeah. When you pull him out and put him around that loose midfield half back line position, mm. and the lad run that it just didn't work out. And did hurt him. Um, he's more of a ball player, sure. isn't he? He's more of a ball player than a 
than a man marker, isn't he? Yeah, but he's not a cornerback. And you no, know, I mean, he probably is a corner or can play cornerback in the modern game, but he's, I, I wouldn't yeah. consider him the old traditional cornerback. No, no, he's standing, no, he's stand, but he's in space. He knows where his role is in the cornerback. You look, he, you know, he'd play it. But yeah. his role last week, I didn't know what his actual role was. We're looking at. Yeah, Waterford tend to play kind of a one man. Certainly, Desi Hutchinson has like a, a point forward where he, he's the focal point of the attack and um, he, he gets out in front. And he probably had the better of Barrett maybe for for the first half anyway. Uh, Barrett certainly stormed into it in the second half. But, um, like, we were probably lucky to be only two points down in the half time. Um, as you said, Callan's goals kept us in it. But probably the only thing Callan did, I would say, in that first half. Well, you don't think you did the whole match was it? in the first five minutes. Um, it was the same story. I remember we were talking about last week in the build-up to the game in the second half against Limerick. He was in there for the whole game. It wasn't working. There was two men on top of him the whole match. If one lad marking him and dragging out looking <coughs> for the breaking ball. So if he doesn't get position for a score, very difficult. Um, I think you were saying there, Shane, Bar- or Shane Bennett was literally like a second marker on him. He was just sitting in front of him there, so yeah. I was surprised I didn't try and move him around, try to get him into the game and then maybe move him back in. It seemed they were a bit set on him staying in there. Even just move Jason mm-hmm. Ford in there or something just for a while and mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah give water for a bit of thinking to let them, yeah. like, they had that son up, they had a man in front of him and that was it. That was Callan out of the game. Like, there's no, you know. It seems like the, the, the forwards are fluid and they can go into any position and it seems to, that seems to be, that's where we got a lot of success over the last, you know, 10 years and it didn't seem like they were keeping to that against Watford. Yeah, well, I suppose we kind of, as I said, Desi, Hutchin, Desi Hutchinson seems to be like the focal point of their attack, whereas Cannon is the focal point of our attack. But some of the ball into Cannon didn't do him any favours. Like, I mean, having to run 30, 40 yards either side of him to try and pick up a ball is all fine when you're in your early 20s. But I mean, when you're in your early 30s with the mileage in the leg, it's not in the legs, it's not going to, it's not going to help you in the long run, sure it isn't. No, it's not. Even... I remember Breen putting a few balls into him and I was like, you're trying to take the feet off him or something. Yeah. Drilling him low at his feet <laughs> on his back. I gave the man a chance to get the ball. Like, I mean, he's good, but my God. They're hammering, and they're hitting to the corner of Black Rock and the young yeah. cover stand there. There was a few balls belted over there, literally just belted out way. Like, there weren't even a pass to forward. Yeah. On the positive side, we, we had scored, I suppose, whatever it was, 2-11, two, 2-12 two two at half time. And Bubbles had four of those points. Like Bubbles was on fire in that in that first half, wasn't he? When Bubbles gets the supply, he's going to score. Like simple as that. And it was the same story. Like when when the forwards aren't winning the ball to dish it out to him, he, he like he's capable of winning his own ball, but he doesn't have the mobility to be like moving on to ball and and uh, making like making the yards himself and just getting onto the ball. Like he has to be given it more so or, or a high ball. But like when he gets the ball, like he's 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 fucking deadly. Like mm. um, when lads aren't doing the work for him, though, Dan McCormick was out of the game. Green was out of the game. We weren't getting the same possession that Waterford were getting. We were kind of living off of scraps. Yeah. And once that dried up a little bit more in the second half, he kind of went out of the game. It was the same story from the Limerick game. A lot of parallels from the second half of the Limerick game and that game, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, look. So as we said at halftime, Sheedy made one change. Um, Kindy was. Kendi was in for, for Heffernan and we came out, we had a little bit of hope. I, I thought, as Sean said, I thought we were well in this game, could, could nick it and bang, blown out of the third quarter again. That's, what was it, 2-5 to a pint or something? Like, 
what, yeah. what's what's going on? And then it started fucking rain, and then it felt like yeah. the, the wind. The wind picked up seriously at halftime. Now um, down there, you you could see it. It, it went from a breeze, a light breeze to to a wind. Um, now it, it it did go go again in the middle of the second half. But that third quarter, lads, we were we were stuck to the ground. It's very unusual, isn't it? Is it yeah. just the thing where like <laughs> they just haven't trained for the stop, and then when they come back out, they're they're completely cold. It's hard to put your finger on, but like in fairness, the penalty contributed a good bit to that as well. Like we'll get to that in a second, but it's surely something that they were talking about in the build up to the game. Look, lads, after half time, we have to keep in the game, not allow it, allow, allow it happened against Limerick happen again. Mm. It was just it was Groundhog Day. Yeah, but keeping the game as well. Then, like as we said in front, if if a team is run yet, do a change. Kill yeah. the game, win a free, you know, just something like water for the momentum didn't get stalled at all there, like that point. Like, and it was, I was kind of watching going, we need to do something here. And like, when the penalty came, that was that was it. Like, yeah, it was actually one seven to three points in that 17 or 18 minute period. Like, that's serious scoring from Waterford, but we really should have done more, shouldn't we? They were more economical as well. We were hitting a lot of terrible whites, um, when the points were on, um. Just run and hit some terrible wides. Trust me, I say, well, I got six or seven wides, and you know that takes a lot of momentum out. That's a killer when you're hitting wides all the time. You know, um, Waterford were making much much better use. And in fairness to them, they're they're very economical with the shooting. Like they they very rarely miss when they take on the shots. Yeah, we we made two subs in that period. Uh, Mark Yo came in for for a very ineffective Jake Morris, and Willie Connors came in for. Dan McCormick, who was uncharacteristically just out of the game from the start, um, I think maybe a victim of, of the last game where he, he ran his legs off. But um, they, they didn't really have the impact. Mark Yo probably was the best over best of the subs we brought in, I suppose. But they didn't really have the impact that the Waterford subs had either. No, they didn't. But um, Kyo, in fairness, he's that one thing we didn't have in the forward line. Like, he has that... He has that ability to go past his man and he has pace mm. and he showed that a few times. Um GC very nearly set up a, a goal there. Was it who was it for the hand pass for was it Noel or Shamey got blocked down? But he he's made good contributions off the bench this year. And you'd wonder looking back, is it a case of maybe he should have started and some other lads should have came on? Mm-hmm. Um look, that's that's the decision Sheedy made and we were talking about would that be the right decision and look it turns out that wasn't the right decision but if I had it we would have been starting a few of the fresher lads Niall O'Mara maybe Mark Yo, Willie Connors then bring on the older heads to see out the game but look these are decisions you, you die by the, you live by the sword and you die by the sword yeah well, look Mark Yo did well when he came on against Limerick got that goal and that but I mean Mark Yo started against Limerick last year and was whipped. He was he was very very poor. Now again, you look at the conditions; they probably yeah. don't suit a, a Mark Kyo at the same time. But like I, I've been saying it all along, these lads need to take the jersey, you know. And I, I haven't seen that. Like even even though Kyo did well at weekend, he certainly didn't look to me like a guy that should start. You know, he... <laughs> if you're basing it on the games, though, was there lads that were starting against Waterford that? Deserve to be playing from the performances beforehand. Should they have been starting again? If it was any other county, uh, it's hard to know. I, I don't. We, we don't see training. Look, I, I suppose look, 
It's it's very hard to know. Look, with the way the results have gone, yes, people are going to say that he should have been starting the younger lads. But who 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 really put up their hand to start? I mean, we we wanted to see Cadell start, but did he did he actually go and say in put into anyone's mind that he had to be starting? Probably not because he didn't get the opportunity either. He played, a good, he played a good few games. He was midfield for three games, was he, in the league? But he played quite well in the league, I thought. No, no, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just saying... The- if we're talking about championship, is different. Like. Yeah. There's opportunity for championship. But, you know, like, I'm not talking about starting four or five young lads and putting, like, Shamey, Brendan, Pawdy, all on the bench. Mm-hmm. One or two fresher legs. Yeah. And then have... May- I was talking about last week, Noel coming in off the bench and using his experience when he comes in. as. Like, no last the full match. I don't know how. Like, I mean, he was good when, in general play when he got in the ball. Made great use of the ball. Probably set up a couple of goal chances, like, mm-hmm. uh, tipped over a couple of points. But when you're playing that Waterford team, and especially that half-back line, you have to be mobile. You have to be able to get around, put in that work rate. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have that anymore. So when the game's broken up a bit and the legs are maybe gone a bit more from the Waterford lads, make hay then after Niall O'Mara's after busting his balls for 50 minutes yeah. or honors. But look, that's the decision that was made. I... I like, it would have been hard push not to start the team that all started at the same time. But, you know, these are these are the things, you know, hindsight's great and all that, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose, look, just getting back to the game itself. Um, as I said, we worked, we conceded 1-7 in that 17 minutes. But then the following 17 minutes, the fourth quarter, we kind of, I suppose, thundered back into the game somewhat and started knocking over points and, and bringing that lead back. And But then, so you mentioned it there about, Say Ronan's wide, just overall from distance, we hit some terrible, terrible wides. Um, and I suppose the, the, the glaring one was Paddy Matters, one where he he came out with the ball. We were just after getting back to a point in it, and he, he blew, ballooned one wide. And it just seemed to we just seemed to be deflated after that. I think it was in probably the 17th minute or something. But our, our long distance shooting let us down throughout the whole game, I think. We we scored three points from eleven attempts from from long distance, and that just isn't good enough at this level. Yeah, like we had forty nine attempts at goal overall, like twenty nine were scored, like you know. So when you break it down, but them long distance, like but if taking them long distance ones, the crowd is getting rallied. Two people kind of felt, geez, we have a chance here. And like when Rona catch the ball a hundred yards and it's open, he's going for it. like there's no like that over the score the decade or whatever. Like but like there the thing is momentum, the buzz, you know, like. Tip were trying everything, they're literally out on the last legs of this stage. Like, and I was kind of in the stand going, We have a chance. Like, Waterford kind of seemed to re- like Waterford do to get a lead and just seek and they hold it out like their puck out strategy and went to shit to be honest. That point, you know. Mm. Um, but like, they gave us hope and a chance, which I thought we hadn't anything. Yeah, yeah. goes back to the shooting selection as well, though. If the shoes on the other foot of Waterford and their half back line, Caleb Lines or Kieran Bennett, mm. they're not going to take that shot on. If space in front of them, they're going to run into it. I make the shot a, a higher percentage shot like. Was it Mark or someone inside or nine of our one stage had his hands up giving out away? He's like, fucking hit me yeah. the ball. He See your options around him. Come up a bit further up the field and then the shot's going to be a bit yeah. handier than if you have to mm-hmm. take it on. Mm-hmm. Like, Ronan, jeez, it was one of the best catches ever, one of the last ones there and he just, he didn't even set his feet, he just went for it, do you know what I mean? Uh, I think I think if you look at probably Barry Heffernan's two points, the two that Two of Ronan's four <coughs> wides and that one from Paddy, there was probably 20 yards of space in front of 
each of them for yeah. for those shots and that they yeah. could have they could have ran into. Um, now at the same time, Paddy is the full back. He's out around the middle of the field. He's probably thinking, if I go up another twenty yards, I have to fucking get back. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, but in the same period, lads, we opened up Watford and like. Liam Sheedy mentioned it in his report, in his his interview afterwards, that he wasn't going to complain about the about the refereeing decision of the penalty because you can't control that. But we three times we were inside the twenty one with the goal at our mercy and bluffed our lines. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the difference. That's yeah. the difference. Um, three times. Worst thing is one chance like Noel Ford and Shamey. That was three attempts. Like you put your house on Shamey scoring that. Oh one. my Jesus! Jesus Christ! Like. No, Noel McGrath lads was inside the fourteen, and and elected to pass. Is he that stopped, like. is that is that a lack of confidence? Because that's not the Noel that we yeah. all know and love over the years. And the, the, the sniper, like he would have buried that normally. I think he made. I think he took the right option. I just think he executed it poorly. Jason with a bit of space on the twenty-one with a full goal to look at. Yeah, it a bit too far ahead of him. He was a bit far out off of his left as, as well, I'd say. He was a bit iffy from it. But right. well, no kind of stagger going into it, didn't he? He kind of, yeah. he kind of started trotting from the 21 in as if, what am I going to do? Like, and then, when obviously, if you see four of the 21, I want to give the ball. Like, like, yeah, if, it was, if, it's, if you're looking back and he took on the shot and it was saved, you're like, oh, why didn't you square to four? Yeah. He's there, he's old. Do you know what I mean? You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But if four got the ball in his hand and control of it, like, that yeah, would have been a goal or a penalty. Like, we got pulled yeah. down, like, you know. It was then the ball fell to Callan and he oh, dribbled it, he like dribbled just, it wide. Oh. It, it looked and like Callan's very good off the ground over the years. Yeah. He's the like, one had a pull on the ball. Like. There was a replay after it, just behind him on the sideline, and it just it seemed like he was trying to to whip on it too quickly. Like like he had more time to kind of set his feet a bit more and get over the ball a bit more, but he seemed kind of, he was kind of leaning for it for a finish. Yeah. Um. Very frustrating. Like one of those goals goes in. Yeah, well, I suppose the next one up then, I think, was the, the John McGrath chance where he turned back onto his right and so I suppose hitting off his left and, and, and got locked down. Um, again, possibly confidence again, would it? Or, or did he just take the wrong option? Yeah, he wasn't on the field too long. It's just a wrong option thing. If he was on, if he was on the field for, from the start, maybe it, uh, uh, it'd say it'd be a bit sharper. But look, when, when, the, when the goal chance at the end came, like he couldn't have took it any better, could he? Yeah, yeah. So then, like seventy minutes on the clock, we're three points down. It's it's three twenty six to two twenty six or something, and Ford gets a pass off of Marco, I think it was, and or sorry, McGrath takes a pass off of Marco, and he's in on goal on his right side, and he. Oh my it. god! And somehow. The keeper Shane O'Brien gets a hurley to it and deflects it over the bear. I thought it actually dropped into the net. I was like, "This is dropping in!" Like, no one touched it. By the yeah. time this is in the net, I was like, "Oh my god, we've actually robbed him here!" Like, but I, it would have been a yeah. And then we lose by seven. Like, you know, like yeah. could we draw it there and then lose by seven? Like, yeah, it's got so things turn on little moments, isn't it? Especially yeah. in hurling this year, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, that was probably the game there, wasn't it? Right there, yeah. that was. We we well, were in yeah. the ascendancy. That hits the back of the net. We probably get the next point off the puck out. Oh, we win the puck out. There's no one. Yeah. Like Rowan is putting next and over for catch. That's. Yeah, Watford are gone. The heads are gone. The, as Sean was saying earlier, the podcast strategy was gone. They were just lumping it down the field. Yeah. But then our heads were gone there then. You could see our lads and just, <laughs> yeah. they just stopped. Yeah. They were like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. You know, that was... 
Yeah. 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 We were gone then, and it was a Montgomery went down and got a goal, and, and that was, the game was over. They, they tacked on another point, and next thing, from being two points down, it's it's gone out to six or seven, and, and the game is over. But um, I suppose look at the, look at the positives from it. I thought Paulie Maher lads had an excellent seventy five minutes, probably our best player in the field, and closely followed by his brother. Despite his shooting was, I thought Ronan was outstanding there in that second, especially in that second half. Fantastic, yeah, Paulie is what a man. Like if, um, he's one, of, he's the best backman I've ever seen heard for tip. Anyway, if he if he packs it in this year, like performance he put put in after after what. What everyone was saying at the end of last year, all parties this that he's finished like he hasn't played. <laughs> you just like have you seen him over the previous ten years? Like he was going to produce his best after yeah. having a bad year. And like in fairness to him, he must have put in some work between the end of the championship last year and this year because he like he had a lot more pace and he had a lot more conditioning, like he was last in full matches and he saw the last two matches, he was one of our best players in both matches and It'll be sad to see him go if he does go. And by all accounts, he see, it seems like it's going to be his last year. So, yeah. And just to just to pick up on your point here, and like you said, he's the best backman you ever you've seen in a tip jersey. I, I agree with that. I'm going to go a bit further and say he's up there for me. And I know I probably have seen tip a bit longer than you guys have, but Nicky English was the first star of the tip team when I started following, him. and then the only one that ever compared to him was Owen Kelly, who was like Unreal and then Paddy Maher. Those three for me are the top three players I've ever seen in a blue and gold jersey. They were absolutely outstanding. Jeez, I, like going on the game last week, Paddy Maher still for me has something to offer Tiberi next year. And like he, he's only 31 or two. TJ Reid is 33. I think he's a year older than him. Like, so I mean, geez, I really hope he doesn't go. If he does, we wish him the best of luck. He owes the jersey nothing. But I mean, hey, Paddy, if you're listening, like we want you to stay on, you know. It's, uh, he's, he's Jesus. Yeah. Um, uh, but Sean, you, you, you'll be biased, Sean. But I mean, you've seen him at club level. I mean, he. But Paddy was outstanding. He's a, he's a freak of a defender. Like, on the best I've ever seen, anyway. Like, you know, I heard him up long underage, and like he won count the highest by himself. Like, you go, he can play a man here. Like, he started off full forward there under 14, and he was scoring goals straight to end. Like, but like, he's just. Like he seems, do you seem to get better this year than last year? You know, it's like you kind know, of people like you do today. He looks fit, his stamina was good, like you know. Um, so but like, he's had to go Is he a freaking nature, lads? Like, hmm. has he ever had a serious injury in his life? No, he's a, oh. yeah, he's, he's very he's a robust individual, isn't he? And like, he, how many, like, he, he probably hasn't accumulated a half an hour where he's been off the pitch for tip, like, yeah. 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 It's it's unbelievable. Like it's in this, especially in the modern day hurling, there's so many matches and there's so much demands on lads with club hurling and everything. He's just a freak of nature, like you're <laughs> and it's not like he's playing in a position where he doesn't get hits. He takes exactly, and yeah. gives it back then again, like yeah. you know. Stuck in all the time, yeah. Yeah, Ronan then lads uh, obviously Paddy's brother, but I mean he is it is it time like we, we, we said for years that Paddy's best position was probably seven and Ronan seems to be wearing seven now, but is it time to Rona Maher, we build around Rona Maher. I mean, he he's going to be the rock of that defence. Put him in the number six jersey. Let him dictate the game. Like, we, we, we had spoken pre, before Championship even started, before the league started about Ronan and, and bringing him out of the full back line into the half back line and what would be his best position. I, I don't know. Should, should we put him in the number six jersey and build, and build a team around him? Look, if you're, if you're expecting Paddy to pack it in, 
he's going to have to be in one of those slots. And maybe Brendan's going to go as well. He's going to be six or three. Um, and then it's just a matter of who you're going to bring in to replace one of them in either of the positions. Mm-hmm. So what have you? you have Brian McGrath, maybe Owen Connolly for fullback. Um, he's going to have to be in a central position when, when the, um, the older heads retire. And he's just some player to be able to build a defence. The problem with Rowan is he's so versatile that yeah. you play it like he's a fullback, he's a wingback, he can mark someone, he's centre-back. You can play him in field if you have to. And then you're putting for forward and you feel a goal. Like, you know, that's the problem with a lad like him. He's like, I do say, I'd rather see him give him number six next year and just that's Rowan's spot. That's a long-term job. Like. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we'd say we were probably critical enough of Mark Coleman there during the year, but Kieran Kingston put the number six jersey on him. He was probably their best hurler in the backs, Mark Coleman, over the last couple of years. They put the number six jersey on him and said, it's yours, stay with it. Like, And, and that's what I'd love to see that happen with Ronan. Yeah, if you put Ronan anywhere, he's going to hurl well. Yeah. So you need to build, when there's young lads coming in, you need to build a defence with a bit of experience. You need him centre-back. I think, look, if you can't find a full-back, put him there to solve a problem. Maybe put Paddy Cadell centre-back or... Owen Connolly do something like that but he has to be in a central position anyway mm. and he needs to be fit <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. fitness is fitness is probably something we might touch on there in a while but I don't know are we as fit physically fit I suppose as, as other teams are you know we, is that a reason for that third quarter thing does it take us a while to get going again or what yeah like Waterford we've seen in the two games now and, and haven't been on the road four weeks in a row and this will be five. They, they collapsed in the fourth quarter. Galway nearly got it back and and then we nearly got it back. But I mean, you can certainly look at, at the amount of games they've played and that. But just, no, just say before we move off the, off the game itself, Cahill was interviewed afterwards and, and Liam Sheedy. He spoke about Liam Sheedy. But Cahill, what did you make of Cahill's interview? I thought it was a very measured interview. He... He looked to me like he wasn't going to say anything out of the way he wants to tip job. Now, maybe am I looking at it rose into justice? <laughs> but like he was, he, he was full of praise. He took, he said it. I, I take no joy in, in beating that Tipperary team and, and whatnot. It seemed, it seemed a very, very measured response. Yeah, it, it was kind of like as if a half kind of rehearsed an inventory, you know, what yeah. will I say? Like, he didn't. Setting wrong on the water side, or did it set wrong to do that and tip? You know, it was a kind of a PC for all the world, like you know. Yeah. So, but like we all know, eventually, you and know, Liam Cahill lads is not PC. Let me tell you, yeah, which, <laughs> but he was. So <laughs> here, my dressing was saying, "Jeez, I didn't hear the interview because uh, the minute the match was over, I turned off to tell and left the house. <laughs> <laughs> Out from the way, are you? That man, he's going to be over tip. If if Sheedy. Decides not to go for another year. He's a long-term job, three, four, five years. Give him, give him all the time he needs to bet in those under twenties, under twenty-ones. He was so successful with. And look, he wants it himself. As two men, the coach is, is from Tip as well. Two of them want to be over Tip, and you can't be picking and choosing your moments. Like the, the opportunity mightn't come up again. So if the opportunity is there for him, he, he's going to take it. But then, like if Waterford say. Beat Limerick, which we can't see happen. But if you do, and he gets in our vine, like does he walk away? Like, like does he? He does. Like. Right. Yeah, he's either tip man again. Like he can't just say good luck. Like, Two men with young families, like, and they're living in tip, and 
yeah. the opportunities there to build something special with another, a good group of young lads. Yeah. Take it, like. Well, their whole background team is tip. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, there's there's about seven or eight tip lads going down to water. So, if there's any water lads miss uh, listening, it's it's only because of tip you're in the position. Yeah. 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 Dad, Sandy Kniss lad is from town there. Tommy Ryan, sure, yeah. yeah. And Paddy Julian, Kevin O'Sullivan. Julian, like, there, there's, there's like, if he goes, that all goes well. Like, you know, that's the thing. Like, but it's not like he's walking into like a tip setup where they're losing all their good players and there's nothing there to replace them. There is good players there to replace them. So, it's a no-brainer. He's dead. Like, if the county board approaches him and say, look, we want you 100%. We have to look for anyone else. We'll give you everything you want. Take as long as you need, three or four years at this, because we know you're going to need a bit of time. He's going to go. Are, are we right now, Sheedy? Oh, I'm not writing him off, but I, I think he has, I think he's done his, in his own head, I'd say, I think he, he thinks he's done his time. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's why he was so loyal to the older lads. I think he just wanted to, he wanted to sign off in a good way with them and wanted to win it together with them. And if they're going, I'd say he's going to follow suit with them. You could see it after the game, she and the old lads kind of feel, you kind of see there was something like that was, they gave and kind of could be the end of the year. But again, if, like if Kyle comes back and says, lads, I go to you in 2023, like did give Sheedy a stopgap for the year? Did they tell me done that for a year? Like what? Like, well, want this not going to want to commit to that though, is he? It's a long-term thing. Like, yeah. One year, what good is that to anyone? Yeah. You, you you can't you're not going to give Tommy Dunn a year either. I mean, like Tommy Dunn is a proud individual. If he yeah. wants a tip job, he wants it in his own right, and he wants to make a go of it. Like I, I don't think you 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 give it to anyone as a stopgap. If if Sheedy goes, Cahill gets it. If he doesn't take it, well then we have to put someone in place that's yeah. gonna gonna do the three or four. And years. that's a three or four year turn then. Yeah. Who would like say if Cal doesn't win, worst case scenario, like who is there last? Like is that the Tommy Don then? Tommy, what maybe Willie Maher, who else have you? Oh, Kelly was in the back room there. Darry right? Egan. Darry Egan. Brendan Cummins was probably mentioned, was he before Sheedy got it in twenty nineteen, even though he doesn't, I suppose, have management experience. Yeah. We we probably want so, someone with, with management experience, do we? We don't want yeah. Don't want an ex hurler that's not done any management. Yeah, don't want yeah, yeah. We're not. You're not going to put in. You're not going to put in. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think Willie Maher has probably lost his chance. Um, he's been out of the, the limelight. There's this Davis Fitzgerald lad around. Is he alright? Yeah, we'll bring him in there and <laughs> we'll throw him in front of the tractor and Turles. <laughs> um, but look, sorry, sorry, it cut out there. Um, I didn't. I didn't hear what you said there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I, it's obviously Cahill's. If Sheedy does take the decision to step down, and I do think it's Sheedy's decision, I don't yeah. think there'll nobody from the county board be saying, be, be prompting Sheedy in any direction. If Sheedy wants to stay, I think he stays. I, uh, I, I think he's earned that right, lads. I know lots of people will say that, that he hasn't, but I think he has. Um, well, look, if, if Sheedy came out and said, I'll commit for another three, four, five years. I'd have no problem with that. I'd be just, yeah. Is he, is he willing to commit to that? Is he going to? Well, yeah, I mean, look, that's, but I, that's what I'm saying. I do think it's Sheedy's decision. Uh, yeah, Sheedy, and if he, Sheedy. yeah, and if he steps aside, then, then do we have to go looking and hunting and yeah. go and get Cal in the back of the van, just drag him back along. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So look, uh, the elephant in the room, lads, and, and I have to admire you the last time um, we did not mention refereeing, but, I'm going to mention it this time because since the Clare game, lads, 
have we did we did we use all our luck i suppose in that clear game and was the the what the way clear went about it and every one of them was whinging and moaning and they they're now we are not getting decisions we deserve um and glaring was the penalty decision at the weekend i mean our non penalty oh, decision and um, we had to like the Galan one the week before you can see you sometimes you see them given sometimes you don't but i mean a penalty decision for what a ghost penalty decision it was it was terrible i mean i haven't seen anybody that has come out and said that's do you not see the foul there like there's nothing to see here. I've seen a few lads on Twitter. Oh, it was a definite foul. He knocked the hurling out of his hand. They're they're bitter water for the Kikini lads. But like Mike, there's no one, there's no one from Tipperary putting fucking Google Map images down. There's no like as in Grand, we know we weren't good enough on the day, and that's it. Like you know, mm-hmm. and like after match, there was a small bit of Well, like you know, we just got bet, but like we know. There's no point giving out what it's going to do. It's going to make it look like a fucking e Johnny, like, you know, firstly. Um, yeah. But it was like, even RT, they zoomed in on the fucking hand going, like, I just don't know what he is. For, like, even the water for lads were, I thought the free out, actually, to be honest. And then yeah. we looked, it's like a penalty. And like, everyone was kind of in the water for lads beside me, beside the water for lads. They were kind of like, this is wrong. Like, they're like, you know, they were. As, what was G been thinking at the match with no replays? No one knew. I was looking at it on the telly and I looked at it about five or six times. I was like, what the actual fuck is happening here? What's she after giving a penalty for? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Barry Hogan on farewell as well. Oh, did you? Well, sure. yeah. Gleason overcarried the ball before that anyway as well. And it, it took and about it, 10 steps. Like, it must be something to do with the hurley, was it? Because for me, I thought he dropped, no? dropped the hurley. Like, yeah. Like, you can't be giving penalties for that. Like, you can't. Like, like if we if we if we done declare on it and and took him to task on social media, and he, like he's under scrutiny, then James Owens was the 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 extreme end of it. But shouldn't the refs be under a bit more scrutiny for for that sort of thing? And in a knockout championship match, that a decision like that, like where there's no there's not even a tackle for the penalty, like you could, where you could interpret it incorrectly, there's nothing happened. Like, are, are we as a county? too lenient as in we've seen for years Davy Fitz if the decision goes against him he is nearly crying on the telly and we saw Brian Lowen he he certainly gives it we've seen Cody over the years lads Alex Ferguson for years was was whinging and moaning and keeping pressure on referees and then like anyone that watches the premiership will have told you that United were getting decisions that other teams weren't getting potentially when you put that sort of pressure on a referee, like we don't do that. We take the higher ground and we say nothing. And it's admirable. But does it do you anything in the long run? Case in point, um, Mark Kyo was upended. It should have been a penalty. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't he didn't hit the deck. Like he he he, he got the ball away. And I, I I know a lot he tried, of to, probably, he tried to continue the score, like he tried yeah. to go on and get a lot scored. of people it will say don't watch the premiership and I but like that's a thing in the premiership that go you're talking about diving, but lads that stay on their feet don't get penalties. Lukaku in the European Championship didn't get a penalty for for a tackle that, that threw him off his stride and whatnot. Like so we don't want obviously people diving, but if you're not going to get the 
the decision when you try to do the right thing. Like, referee, Ender, you're right. Referees need to be held more accountable. Um, but at the same time, I'm very wary of, of putting the foot in on, on referees because we just don't have them. And I think, I think the GA, and it's controversial, but the GA have to look at going down a semi-professional route with the referees. Um, and if we complain at club level like that we don't have, have good referees, but I mean, at inter-county level, we have to look at semi-professional that the guys are getting properly remunerated for, for, their, for, for doing the thing, but also that we will be able to entice maybe ex-hurlers into the game. The best referee in the game at the moment is Fergal Hargan, who has, has played at the top level, played with his club for years and years, and is, knows exactly what's happened in, in a game. You know, um, but is, do we need to go down that, that, that route? Yeah, 100%. It incentivizes them. To put in more, put in, like I know the intercounty reps put in a lot of time, and that's what makes it even more frustrating with some of these calls. Like they're like they have meetings and they go over match footage and they talk about which what is right and what is wrong. So, like when 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 that when you take that into consideration, some of the decisions, the scrutiny has to come. Like you have to be held accountable, no more, no less than the players playing the match themselves. Like if you make a mistake on the pitch, you have to be held accountable for it, and you have to. You have to take it on the chin. And I know it's difficult for referees. Some of the abuse they get is ridiculous, especially looking at the club game. It's, it's nearly out of control. Like, um, um, so like maybe a some incentive that way to, to bring new refs in, as you say, bring in lads that have hurled. It might entice them to bring it in because they know more than anyone else the, the abuse refs give, like, or they, 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 get, they get, like. And probably they've dished it out to them on more than one occasion. So... Yeah, you do have to incentivize them somewhere. Like it wouldn't take a ridiculous amount of money for the refs to be incentivized. Well, like would it? Like just give them extra money for the matches and yeah, no, like I mean, whatever the ref gets, their their traveling expenses and and whatnot, which probably amounts to I don't know whatever fifty euro a game or something. But like we've all been to club games, underage games especially. Like no one in their right mind, lads, is going to become a referee. I I I. Like, I have huge admiration for guys that go out refereeing games because the abuse you get from the sideline is terrible. It is. You have to be a certain type of person to actually do it these days. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a very thick skin. You have yeah. to not give a fuck attitude. Like, yeah. <laughs> other than that, like, you're going to, you're going to be not going to be able to sleep at night after some of the abuse again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's... The whole did anyone whole... come out though on media? I didn't look at much now since Saturday or whatever. Like, but like, like remember the time Jake Morris given it was all over the paper and fucking everyone was retweeting. Like, did anyone say anything about the tip game on it? No, no, no like, like, Michael Dignan in commentary. He after that foul on Kyo, he's like, That's a goal scoring chance, probably should be a penalty. Yeah, if we're, if we're going by the letter of the law, like, if we're going by the interpretation of the rule. Um, but it's just because the management and any of the two people didn't kick up the fuss, you see, that the media aren't latching onto it. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, look, we have, geez, we have some of the best uh, journalists in the country, like, that are very prominent on social media and that, like, I mean, take, for example, Derek Lynch from there. I think he's still going on about the, the, the decision, like, and we're here saying it's, it's whingy or whatever, like, but we, we don't do that. And like, it's, it's, it's bred into them. 
<laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> early, early age. It's what they're they're bred on. It's in their milk, by they're, they're they're supping on it from an early age, like. Yeah. We we don't do it, like whatever. If it's good or right or wrong, but we're just yeah, not able yeah. to do it, probably. Yeah, but then, but then we don't get maybe decisions that we should be getting. Um, yeah, I get. Look, I don't think Aaron Gillan lads is any media darling, and I think he got away with one against Tim. And, but I've seen the comments made. If, if it was the other way around and it was Barrett pulling on, on Galan, bang, it was a red yes. card all day long, you know. And I think there's something in that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, yeah, but that, but that was even worse because he actually got a yellow, whatever about not seeing it and giving him nothing. But it's not even within the rules to give him a yellow card for that. Yeah. Just yeah. which so, makes no sense to me. Like, so. so, look, anyway, let's. Uh, so as Liam Sheedy said, that's stuff we can't control. But uh, we probably had the winning of the game. And as Sean said earlier on, it would have been a robbery. But overall, in the year, what we played three championship games, won one, lost two, um, raises in the. Look, we played okay against Clare. Um, look, we won, won only for the penalty. <laughs> but um, <laughs> probably what. We deserve to win that match without playing to our full potential. First half against Limerick, best hurling I've ever seen under Liam Sheedy. Um, absolutely blitzed them. Second half, complete write-off. Um, Wofford, look, they were a better team on the day. And it was a patchy enough league if you take into consideration the beating we got from Watford in the last day as well when we had a league title on the line. Um, look, you're looking, there wasn't really any development of players. I think Sheedy, probably his last year, looking for the older lads to to dig him out again and try and win all Ireland with them. So, from a development point of view, very little done. Maybe Paddy Cadell got a bit of game time the last day, right? You know, that's it. Um, probably, if you're going to rate it, based on results and personnel brought in, it's probably a five or six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it's small margins, you know, very small margins if we win that match after John McGrath scoring that late goal. We're going forward to an All-Ireland semi-final. Maybe playing Kilkenny. A good chance to beat them. Do not small margins, really. Yeah. Um, Sean, what, what what would you make of the year? Like, the start of the year, I wanted to, our first few pods there on the year, I kind of wanted to see maybe more younger lads brought in, but sure. Like, again, you have to put a hand up to get the jersey off these lads we have at the moment. You don't want to rob jersey off lads, which we said, but like, we're kind of always a bit off the pace Glimmer the hope in the league, but like take away as in the Limerick first half against Limerick, kind of are probably in that's that's where we are at the moment. Probably in the just below the next outside the top four in Ireland at the moment. Like, you know, you're probably don't mind playing a cork, but sure, like it's all one, you know, and Limerick are being ahead at this point, and probably have Kenny as well there as well. But it's hard to know, it's a strange, strange year, same as last year. It's just weird as fuck. This whole everything, no way. People aren't going to can go to matches. Like if it's that the full house low in Cork, say there, and the tip crowd tip got back to this one or two points there, like it would be in Bedlam below. Like you know, like mm-hmm. like even the few hundred out there from tip and our section were going mad. You could see it actually going down to the players. Like you know, like that stuff helps. Like but I don't know. You kind of we, it's kind of a work in progress at the moment to see where we go for next year. And as we said there, like it's until who's going to be over, who's going to retire. It's all lifts and butts, but. There's a lot kind of involved at the moment, isn't there? With yeah. tip, like there's team players and managers in the background. I, I, I meant to say to either last day at the Munster final, Sean, you were at 
there was very few Tip fans at that. Mm. There was, yeah, I was. I couldn't credit it. I, the f- I was in a tip kind of section that stands for another kind of half. Like, there's only a few yeah. behind me, a few up back left. It's all Limerick behind me because I was yeah. wrong with half, I'm sure. I don't know what it was like the last time, but I couldn't credit Everywhere you looked, there was green and only patches of blue. Like, I was completely surrounded by Limerick people. Yeah, like, there was, there was no tip people around. There was a good few tip people in the section I was in now, and but the section over was all Waterford. The far side is all Waterford, really, wasn't yeah. it? It's all white. But, like, I had. I had an extra ticket that I that I was trying to get rid of. I was on TE there on, on Saturday morning about it, but like or Friday, it it took me ages to, to get rid of it. it I, I had I put it up on Twitter and Facebook and Premier View and that like, and it was it was very hard to to find somebody to take it. I, I, people people just weren't traveling. I don't think you know. It's very fickle, though, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we have we have that as a sport for best though. We have a lot. We have. I, 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 I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't say that now. In the this year is different. I think it, I think there's a lot in the COVID thing. I think people are are very one. They've got into a habit of not going to games, um, and and probably seeing the comfort of it from their own home or whatever, um, or the pub or wherever they're going to watch it. But I, I think people do are wary of 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 going into crowds and stuff, you know. And especially with the restrictions that are in place, like I mean, having to wear your mask in in the in the stadium and stuff, it's alien to people, you know. That was only in the Gaelic Crowns, though. Well, they were. It, it was. It was advertised for for this game as well, you know, from the yeah. Monster Council and stuff. Now, yeah. whether people did it or not was their own choice, in my opinion, anyway. But like the, it, it's all that sort of thing turns some people off. Like you know, guys that want to go to the pub, go to a match, and they go for a few pints before the match and that, and then you're having to worry about having COVID certs and that. That turns that turns fans off. Like. So are we only is that only a temporary thing? Because there was plenty of Limerick people there and plenty of off for people like. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, I don't think it was sold out even at the weekend. Oh, that what? There's odd tickets on that. Yeah, with only seven thousand. Like you know, there's plenty of loose ones, but that's that, and yeah. Yeah, but anyway, and um, we we spoke about manager and, and obviously that would bring with it a new setup and stuff but as regards players lads um who if the, if the lads go and and I suppose regardless of whether they go or not we need new fresh blood um off the top of your heads uh who who comes in I suppose we introduced Barry Hogan and I suppose Kidel now and then you still have Jake Morris who was there since since for two years now but is off that under 21 team but I mean, who who's coming that, that certainly needs to be looked at? Well, from a forwards perspective, anyway, Conor Ball has to come off the football panel. I think he's a lad that has, he has everything. He's a quality hurler. He's a big chap, good hands, well able to score. He's kind of the full package. I can't understand why he wasn't on the hurling panel in the first place, to be honest. It's mm-hmm. very unusual. Um, then you're looking at the likes of um, Andrew Ormond coming in. He's got good pedigree underage, and he's he played well for Jack Brackens in the club championship last year. Then a few lads already on the panel, maybe to start. Owen Connolly, Brian McGrath, Brian O'Mara was unlucky. He looked like he was going to get his chance. Um, missing someone else always when you're going through these names in your head. If, if you look at if you look at this year's twenties team, Devin Ryan was probably the standout player, and Devaney, I suppose he, he he's. Is he one to look at? Is he is he one that could thrive in that inter county game? 
the, the way that well, like he hasn't performed well enough to justify it, but I can understand the type of player that he is. He probably wouldn't be suited, able to get around the field, and he's able to travel past lads, and he's he's a good goal scorer. But just based on the under twenty performances, he shouldn't be coming in anyway. But definitely, Devin Ryan is one to look at. Max Hackett as well. Max Hackett was. Them lads have it? power. Max Hackett and Devin have like that thing where they get the ball and just look at goals. And yeah, forward. It's hard to train lads with that sort of pace and that type of game. Yeah, and put the S and C into him to build him up a bit. Definitely, well, definitely work coming. Those in. two lads in particular, who who certainly were the peak of the twenties this year, um, they don't have size, lads. Like, I mean. Yeah. The, I mean, these guys are five foot ten, five foot eleven. They're certainly not the yeah. over six foot guys that we're. They're, they're long term ones more so. I'm the, the lads that are already on the panel a couple of years. We're looking at them maybe being the starters. Yeah. Like Savon Connolly, Brian O'Mara, mm-hmm. Brian McGrath. Is she have Mark Keogh there. He should be, he should be becoming a starter now at this rate. He's been on the panel a few years now. He needs to, needs to make that step up. Dylan Quirk showed glimpses there last year and, and got no run. And I know he got it. He, yeah. he came on and looked a bit jittery this year, but yeah. like he, he was one that performed under Liam Cahill um, to, to, to a pretty high level. Like, so he's probably one that should be looked at too. Yeah, um, but, but, but we're talking about lads, if they go, like you're like, you just have in your head that's a complete clear out of the whole team, but you still have experienced players there with plenty to give you. John McGrath and Bubbles and Jason Ford and the forwards. You have Dan, Mikey Breen, uh, you still have Ron in there, Seamus Kendi. You know, you Barrett. still have Paul Barrett. Like, you still have. We, we still probably have won't see huge there. changes in the backs. Like, um, oh. I mean, Carl Barrett is still going to be a two. Whether you'd stay looking at Barry at four in that game, like, in fairness to Barry Heffernan, he, he did nothing wrong all year. I, I mean, his league form was excellent. Like, you yeah. know, so. He was, yeah, he was. Like, just. The position they just played used them and it worked, you know. Like yeah. Ronan and Ronan is obviously going to be there. Seamus Kindy is is still around. Seamus is still young enough. I mean, he's what twenty eight, like twenty seven. Same age as Dan, yeah. And um, sure, Craig Morgan as well. Never mentioned him. He was one that everyone was talking there for a while, but yeah. And our own man Billy McCarthy, if he hopefully touch yeah, roof and get feet again, like you know. Like, so, like, I mean, we're not. We're probably going to go out in the first round of the championship next year, no matter who the manager is. With not really wholesale changes, lads. Like, you know, it's not, it's not going yeah, to be that, not in the back line anyway. But you could see anything from midfield up. Yeah, we see really three changes that. maybe. Three, four changes. You're going to see Cal coming in. He's going to make look. You've seen what he done when he came in with Watford. He got rid of Morris Shannon and uh, the man of the Connors just off the panel completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he got ridiculed for that, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, that's off. Of, of the six, of the six forwards. Jason Ford for me is the only one that is a nailed on starter at this point. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Good. I agree with that. If if John McGrath rediscovers his mojo, yeah. he's 100%. So you look, you have them center full forward mm-hmm. and then build around them. Yeah. So, like, you still have a good spine for the team, like, yeah, a, bit, yeah. a bit of experience. Which is good, like you're not going starting completely from scratch. Nyla Mara led was a minor in 11, I think. So that would put him on the 29 mark, probably 29. Imagine myself, yeah. Um, he's a, like, I, I'd be like you. I, th- I, I thought he should have started now the weekend. And, uh, we, we need his energy. And I think he's really changed his game around in the last four or five years and, and become an important part of it. Um, so I wouldn't. I, I I hope he sticks around. And if he's around, I'd play him and Dan. I think 
put in that work that, that we need. Um, Bonner that's probably missed a couple of years, so he's probably not as as he doesn't have the same amount of mileage in his legs that that the other guys have. But he would be that go the the Brendan Brendan Maher, Paddy Maher, uh, Noel McGrath. Um, could he come back next year and offer? I think if he comes back next year, he can definitely make a contribution, whether it's as a starter or as a sub. You can make that decision. Like he's not going to want for fitness, lads. He's just, he's he's dedicated his whole life to hurling. Like really, like he's a mm. teetotaler, and he just he's just naturally fit and just a serious athlete. Um, before he done a couple of cruciates, it said yes, he could go to his 34, 35, but those injuries take a toll. Mm-hmm. And whether he has the grow to come back with a few of the boys going from his own generation, I don't know. Whether he'll be given the option if Liam Cattle comes in to come back, I don't know. Um, but I, I would have no problem with him coming back in if he's fully fit. Jesus, no. Couldn't be, couldn't be a, a scared in a bonner matter if he's fit. But, it, but we, someone else we have mentioned as well, if, if he gets a good year's club hurling under his belt, is Joe Brown. Yeah. If, you know, he'd be a serious option to come back in. It's like... It's like he's been injured for the last two years. Like, um, yeah, I mean, Joe Brown was was he player of the year as an under twenty one in twenty eighteen, and and um, yeah, we we somebody said it on the PV that read uh, the two hurlers of the years we got from those teams are not hurling, Jerome yeah. Cattle as well. Yeah. Um. So it's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange to not have them in in the setup. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I think it's it's Jerry Cahill's own own um, decision yeah, not to, not to hurl and. Look, I suppose that would take maybe Liam Cahill, if he was involved, probably has a has more of a relationship with Jerry Cahill through through the underage years that he might be able to to talk him around in, in into coming into the panel. Um and, and look, Jer the Browns and, and the Rhines, obviously that thing is all behind him now. And hopefully it would be great if, if things settle down and, and they they start hurling well at at, in, at club level and, and whatnot, and certainly started well with with Cashel uh, since since the transfer and that. So, yeah, it would be great for for Jarris was as a person just to to get get back in, get it's back got, in. Too much ability not to be hurled. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does like. Yeah, um, and then obviously Brian Amara, who was another standout from those two teams. Um, as you said, he probably would have started. I think he probably would have started. It looked like Sheedy had it in his head. That he was going to come into that half back line, probably in that number seven short. Um, so yeah, he he's certainly one, and, and Brian McGrath, you know. So like, don't, I think I said it in two pods ago that like you very rarely you're not going to get eight or nine guys off one under twenty one team, you know. So it's yeah, uh, it's kind of tiered off. We have the experienced lads that are going to be there, Jason Ford, Barrett, all them. Then you have the few lads that are actually independent the last couple of years, haven't got a major amount of game time. Mm-hmm. And they're next in line to get an opportunity. And then you've lads coming off the under twenties, or lads who haven't been on the panel like Connor Bow, Andrew Ormond, Devin Ryan, to come in underneath them and push them on a bit. So mm-hmm. like it's not like we just have one group there. I think we've kind of two separate groups coming in. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. try and push push lads further. So look Yeah, and, and those guys that were on that twenty and twenty one team are workhorses. Like I mean, we yeah. saw what Liam Cahill did with, with Johnny Ryan, played him at wing forward, and I mean Johnny Ryan got on the world of ball then kind of from the, the game plan that Cahill puts in place. You know, it's a I, I said it I think last week that Cahill seems to get the most out of out of a team and, and I I don't I know this is probably a weird one to say, let's but like I'm looking at Watford and I'm thinking 
fuck, they don't have any standout player. Like, they don't have a Jason Ford, they don't have a TJ Reid. Yet they put up 428 the weekend, you know. <laughs> was the highest scoring the McCarthy match or something? One of yeah, second or third, was it? Second or third? Not sure. We don't extra time, he goes, I don't know. But like, that score is fucking phenomenal. Like, like 428, like, uh, I mean, how many wides was there? Ten. They only had nine wides, we had nine. 16. So, like, yeah. Um, so it's just a, a testament to the cattle and the evens. And they're, they're the type of lads who come in, they look at the players they have and look what's the best game plan for them. Like, the, we wouldn't have probably predicted that they'd hurled like that when they took over Watford. But they had the players, that's the way they played. They Derek McGrath there for years kind of had it embedded into them to hurl that kind of way and they just tweaked it. Yeah. So you mightn't even see type hurling like that if cattle takes over. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, no, no. It'd be yeah. a different. Um a different way of, of, of looking at it. Cahill, I mean, obviously has done a phenomenal job. They didn't win a game for two years and next thing he takes over first year All-Ireland final, second year All-Ireland semi-final. Um, he really turned it around from the Clare game when they were when they were at nothing, really. Uh, the, the run of games in the, in the, in the qualifiers has certainly helped. But um, I suppose, look, just before we, we, we move off the All-Ireland Championship two semi-finals the weekend we won't go too much into them just look for predictions lads yeah. uh, who will be in the All-Ireland final Sean I don't care I don't care uh, <laughs> Limerick and Kenny just Limerick and Kenny and uh, yeah Limerick and Kenny I think I, I'm going with Limerick Cork we're usually wrong here Ness, so I mean, you yeah we're, we're all over the place like I, I think we've, we've, we're like on 20% on predictions so Limerick, Limerick are going to win everything, so hopefully we'll... <laughs> they're going to win a gold in the Olympics as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I, jeez, lads, I, I'm scared for Cork and what Cork have come in. I mean, I think they, they look like a county that's going to um, just dominate for years and years to come with what they're producing. They're football and hurling. They seem to be doing it both ways. Like they're whatever uh, stuff they put in place underage, going back ten years, they're. they're they're certainly producing them. They're probably going to win that minor running or pulling up this year, the way that the way they're going, you know. Yeah, not a, it's scary enough. The under twenty team to have is packed with quality players. Well, and, and missing and missing two of their best players, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, Con- in Conley and Barrett. It'll be interesting the next five ten years with Tip and Galway and Cork kind of underage teams with good pedigree. Yeah. See where it goes, and Limerick are still kind of coming into their prime, and probably have a few good lads in Adam English and Cottle O'Neill to come in. Mm. You know, it's it's going to be interesting, like isn't it? Yeah, I mean, at the start of the year, even after Waterford getting into an All Ireland final last year, everyone was saying, "Yeah, Limerick are," and we, and we agreed with Limerick were the number one team and still are, but that Galway and Tip are close behind. Galway and Tip are gone so far back <laughs> in the last three months, like. Yeah, yeah, we were bad on that. And on that note, that's all we have time for this week, folks. Thanks very much to Andrew and Sean for joining me on the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Uh, keep an eye out on our social media for the club show, which should be coming out in the next while. Um, until next time, to the door on a boo.